Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Damage, you were on the show with us before doing some graphs and calculations for, for COVID and R numbers and all of that. I think at the time I said to you, I was one of these kids who actually liked maths in school because I liked the it's right or it's wrong element to it. But hundreds, if not thousands of kids will be sitting down now with uh, the prospect of next year's leaving cert in mind. And that's where this plan of yours comes into play that's right um so basically i've been teaching maths now for the last let's say 10 or 11 years down in carriglane community school and i've been doing i've been doing kind of grinds we'll say and revision classes in all that time as well and you know it kind of it kills me there to see every year you students you know putting in an immense amount of work but you know it just doesn't seem to click really you know sometimes or 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 a lot of things don't don't realize it's clicking and you know, for, for a lot of them, it doesn't click really till the final weeks. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's it's an immense source of frustration, you know, for, for a lot of students. Um, so I started building this website anyway about about three or four years ago, really. Um, you now, the website itself contains, you know, contains the usual you know, worksheets and notes and a few introductory videos and things like this. And it has exam questions and solutions. But there's an abundance of, of maths websites out there that do that, really. But what, what I'm kind of excited about is I'm actually developing a number of kind of e-learning modules in relation to each topic, right? So basically, the way it kind of works is you have your worksheet, you have your notes in front of you, but corresponding to that worksheet is your e-learning module, which which you kind of work through yourself. And, like, mm. you know, I see a lot of students, there using, like, YouTube videos are very popular, you know, in learning maths and that. But I, I just find that they're very, it's a, it's quite an ineffective way of learning because you're you're kind of sitting there, you're watching the video. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of passive learning, really, which doesn't work. I, I looked at one or two of them uh, over the weekend. There was no YouTube in my leaving cert time. But it's fine to watch someone doing a problem or solving an equation. But until you get to think your own way through it, you're never going to get it. You go from A to B to C, but unless you know how you're doing it, and that's where you come in. Yeah, that's exactly it. And so these e-learning modules, the, the, the real key to them is that you're you're going at your own pace. Right? So you, you click through them yourself, you're reading them. And the second thing is that you're doing them, you're doing the work as you click through them, as opposed to just sitting there watching a video. You're, you're working on your worksheet and you're clicking through then the solutions and the explanations yourself. There's diagrams, there's graphics and all that. And I, I kind of, I've been testing them out for the last few years, but it was last year was the big year really where I, where I had, a, I do, I also do an online class every Thursday night. 
and I was using the, that class, that group were using e-learning modules in conjunction with the class. And they just, they really, the, the feedback I got was that they really, you know, it gave them the edge, you know, they, they had everything else, they were doing everything else, they were all brilliant workers. But these e-learning modules in correspondence with the worksheets is what really gave them the edge, which was which was great feedback to get. Is it true, Dermot, and from your experience, that we actually, when I say we, the student, has more maths in their head than they think and that they believe in? Yeah, like, and what, what when I'm talking to my first and second years, you know, the, the, the common question usually comes in around the middle of second year. Oh, why do we have to do maths? You know, it's... It's, it used to be my worst nightmare when I used to hear it, but like every single thing, every single day when you get up and when you get up and walk to school, like when you cross the road, you don't blindly walk across the road without looking because in your head you're doing probability, right? And you're doing probability. If I walk across the road without looking, there is a probability that a car will plow into me. You know, that that's that's the basic of, of where you use maths every day, but one thing I learned when I was, I used to work in a, a big shout out to, to Bracken's Bakery there. I used to work in Bracken's Bakery for four years. And uh, the big thing I noticed was the most valuable people in there were the problem solvers. You know, the people you could go to and you know that if no matter what problem arose, they could they could solve that problem. Right. And and there there is a strong, strong correlation between your ability to solve problems in real life your ability to take in information, use what you did before. And th- that's exactly what you're doing in, in a maths class when you're solving problems every single day. You know? So it's, 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 it's nonstop throughout your life, really. Your mathematical side of your brain is, is working mm. the whole time. I had a teacher one time who would ask you to do a problem and he'd stop and say, what's the next line? And you'd tell him and you'd write it down. Now he said, why? And if you couldn't answer him why, it meant you just learned it off by heart, which is of no use to you. And that, again, is something you're tackling in this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's it's probably, I know, and when I started teaching, anyway, there was, it was very frustrating for students. All they wanted me to do was just, you know, show them the solution. And, you know, it's it, you, you nearly have to drill it in them from first year to second year onwards that, you're not going to you're not going to learn anything if I show it to you. And and you know, a big thing, and I'll, I'll be talking about a few tips and things later on, but a big thing if you're sit, when you're going into class now, no matter what year you're in, asking questions is the absolute essential thing in a maths class. You know, you're only going to get so far in a maths class on your own. Now you do try and get as far as you can on your own, and maybe you, you work with your friends and all that and you research yourself. But if you're not willing to ask your teacher questions, like you have the hope really, and the top, top students. Like it's not it's not about how intelligent they are. M- most of the time, it's how the quality of their questions is actually what what sets the top students apart. Mm. So, as you prepare, or as people prepare to go back to school and head towards the leaving cert, or maybe the junior next year, but the leaving cert, there's a few things to bear in mind, isn't there? Yeah, I actually just over the summer there. Now I came up with a I came up with a list of twelve, you know, twelve kind of top tips. I was calling them. Now, I won't go through the whole 12 there, like, but, like, let's say the first one that came straight to mind is that, like, we're not even in September yet, like, you know, and if you're panicking at the moment or if you're, if you're thinking, oh, God, I did nothing now back in fifth year, I did, I'm not prepared at all, and when in big trouble, my teacher was saying I did nothing all year, like, it's kind of a, a, a dirty secret, and my, my maths teacher colleagues might give out to me for this, but it really doesn't matter what you did in fifth year. If you didn't think you put in a, a huge amount of effort in fifth year, you're starting now, really. Like, and there's a load of time now for you to get your get yourself in order now, and and it's only September. And I kind of mentioned it earlier, but 
what a lot of students find in maths particularly, and it's probably why maths is so frustrating to learn, is that it doesn't really start to click until about a month before the leaving cert, you know, it's because when you have everything covered, then it starts to click. Now, the downside to that is that in that time, you have an immense amount of work you now to get through. Like, there's there's no bones about it. Don't try and kid yourself. You have a lot of work, a lot of work ahead of you. And like, you really sound like a teacher there. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I know there's no way around it. But um, like we'd be talking about tactics now, and be talking about positions and all this. But like, the bottom line is, if they're not willing to work their socks off on a football pitch, we may as well go home. Like, you know. So it's it's the same with same with math, same with the leaving cert. If you're not willing, you just get it into your head now. There's going to be a lot of work ahead of you. And if you're willing to put in that work and if you're willing to work smart, it is sure to click it eventually coming in, in months to come. Yeah. There are things you call them low-hanging fruit. There is stuff you can kind of box off and do and say, well, that's safe. I can handle that when it comes up. And then there's the more complicated stuff. So you do, do you do the stuff first that you can box off? Yeah, like that's, well, even throughout the year, like it's, and again, it's kind of a little dirty little secret really about the leaving cert, like the, they're all trying to promote problem solving and all this sort of thing, and it's great, and you, you need that those skills, but I looked through last year's paper one in maths, and there's about, about 20 to 25% of the paper is stuff that you could just simply learn off, and I know it's a bit cynical, it kind of goes against the way we're meant to be teaching maths, but things like, I know I'm getting a bit technical here now, but simultaneous equations now and you know solving any type of equation fractional equations like those are things that you can literally have a checklist and the weeks coming up to a test you're just saying i need to know that 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 and that Mm. and interestingly once you know them those inside out then all the more complicated things start to come together Mm. then you know after that solving by method yeah 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 that's it so and like the the other kind of more technical thing then is just algebra in general like it's there's no avoiding it really like say algebra or maths in general is made up of three domains so you have your geometry you have your statistics and probability and you have your calculus but algebra kind of permeates through all of those things and a lot of people think sometimes that they have they struggle with calculus or that they struggle with geometry but it's actually the algebra underneath it is what they're struggling with so if you're trying to come up with a study plan at the moment, if you're wondering where you're going to start now in September with your revision, algebra, algebra all the way. Like, And it kind of leads on to back to my website there. If you're looking for resources on where to start with algebra, just go to my website or, or drop me an email and I'll, I'll send you the, the, the links to exactly where you're starting with your basics and you're mm-hmm. moving on to your kind of essentials. And then I, I guarantee you what you'll find once you have your, your basics of algebra sorted, all the other domains will start to make a lot more and, sense. And that's the one thing I think a lot of people would prefer to be asked to translate the front page of the paper into Greek than <laughs> try to understand algebra. But, but you're right, it, you you have to get a grip on it. Yeah, that's exactly it. And like you hear you hear some people, and I actually hear it now, I guarantee you'll hear it now, the day one now next week when they come in, oh, I hate algebra, you know, and... You just can't afford to think like that. And that's another kind of tip as well. Like, just get your get your mindset right. You know, it's mm. nobody finds this stuff easy. But if you go into it thinking, oh, I hate this or oh, I can't do this or oh, the teacher explains this terribly or I never understand what she's saying or he's saying. If you have that in your head, it's called a, a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. If you start thinking these things, you're, you're almost certain that you're, these you're putting a block on, on yourself. Um, so where, where where people can get it is is tacit maths t s e i t maths dot i e, and 
they can take it from there. We spoke yeah. before about our numbers and, and, and COVID figures. In, in the minute or so we've got left, any interesting observations on recent yeah. events? Well, I, you know, my, I'm limited to, my expertise is limited to leaving certain maths, but it's amazing how many things in, in, or in, in the world in general, but in relation to COVID, that, that can be explained with leaving certain maths. Like correlation is one there, you know. Like correlation is the relationship between two things. It's a kind of a, a word that the English language uses a lot but it comes straight from maths. And like the best thing about maths is we can give it a value, the relationship between two things. So for example, if you if you put pe- petrol into your pump, there's a direct relationship between how much liters you put in versus how much you pay. And that, dire- that, that correlation is a value of one, right? Now, if you take COVID, the relationship between the cases and the mortality is very close to one, or was anyway, it was about 0.93. Right. But mm. amazingly, since since the vaccination rate has gone over about 50 or 60 percent of the population, that correlation has has now it's still a positive correlation, but it's almost gone down to 0.2 or 3, which Crikey. is just amazing. And it just shows the clear effect of the vaccination rates, you know, and it's great. Like all these decisions, like they're all made on these values. They're not just the people who are making the decisions on things. They're not just winging it really and seeing what it's like. They're, they're doing it on calculations and advice from mathematicians and, and values Crikey. like this. So yeah, it's, it's, it's everywhere really all these, all these terms and all these explanations. All right. Listen, that's a, a lovely little nugget to finish on, Dermot. Appreciate you being with us on the opinion line and, and good luck with the, with tacitmats.ie. No problem. Thanks very much, Peter. Courts 96 FM.